0: Is there anyone in the NHL right now who's making the simple act of scoring a goal look easier, look more effortless than Kasperi Kaepernick? If so, I'm not seeing this individual, but I do have a fairly relevant question to pose on that subject today. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins comes your way every Monday through Friday morning. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates right here on the DK Sports Radio podcasting network. It's Penguins versus Sabres tonight 708 p.m. in Buffalo. Penguins finally get to face the Sabres. The Penguins of course will need to not take that challenge as lightly as a lot of the rest of us will or else they'll end up getting embarrassed and you can't afford to do that. If you really want to put some meat on the bone to this concept, consider that the Capitals, the Flyers, and the Bruins have just dominated the Sabres. They've owned them. 14-2-1 collective record. So if you just think of it, From the standpoint of keeping up with the Joneses, this is what the Penguins are going to have to do to make sure that they're not letting those other teams have a greater advantage against Buffalo than what they've had. And the same thing will apply when the Penguins start facing the New Jersey Devils, finally, next week. I hope... That in this time, the Penguins continue to improve, that they continue to progress, even beyond the results. They could come up with, you know, a couple of pretty lousy, half-hearted wins and skate out of Buffalo with four points that'll still kind of set the team back. And, and I think you know what I'm saying. The Flyers experienced that uh, a couple of nights ago in Buffalo, having to Come back from way down, and then winning in a shootout, and it's not what you want. You don't you don't want to see the Penguins taking backward steps when they've taken so many forward steps. One area that has taken a forward step, albeit a humble one, of late has been the power play. We're seeing more motion, more movement, occasional shots on goal. Sometimes they go in. All of this has been good. All of this has been uh, an upbeat development for the Penguins, especially considering where the power play was before that, Uh, almost criminally underperforming as it relates or compares to the talent that's sent out over the boards. But there is still one aspect missing, and there's still one big and very, very obvious move to make. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by Warrior Alpaca Socks. What makes their socks different is the alpaca fiber used in their construction. It's stronger, softer, far less irritating to the skin, more breathable, hypoallergenic, warmer than wool. This is the time of year for Warrior Alpaca Socks. When you go to their website, warrioralpacasocks.com, use the code DK. ...to get 15% off your first order. One more time, WarriorAlpacaSocks.com. Use the code DK just for our podcast listeners. There are three guys we can all accept that aren't coming off the power play... ...no matter how much it ever slumps, no matter how much they ever get down individually... ...and that, of course, is the core. Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang. So you take that part of the discussion and you just throw it off to the side... ...as if it doesn't even exist... What you're left with is Jake Gensel and Brian Rust. Jake Gensel has one power play goal out of his eight goals this year. Brian Rust has two power play goals. Brian Rust is the guy that I've been targeting to replace with Kasperi Kapanen. And that's not because Rust had a really, really tough time scoring the other night. Uh, He's a streaky guy, and he'll occasionally... Uh, go through a fit like that, and then be completely capable of putting up a hat trick as early as tonight or this weekend against the Sabres. I wouldn't be remotely surprised. And you know what? I wouldn't even be surprised if some of those goals came on the power play. He's a really, really good hockey player. He can do a lot of things. What he cannot do, and for that matter, what Jake cannot do, is shoot a hockey puck is finish a hockey play the way Kapanen can. And I don't know how much more this coaching staff, beginning with Todd Reardon, who's responsible for the power play, but ultimately going to Mike Sullivan as the head coach who'd make a decision this big, can ignore that. I I don't know how long they can just watch Kapanen score these breathtakingly easy-looking natural sniper type goals the way he did again the other night after that minute long shift and say you know what power play one is just fine without him it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense think of the power play's structure and this is why i'm going after rust here more than i am with jake look jake needs to score more on the power play too But Russ is the guy who most often has been positioned on the left boards. If you think of it as the Phil Kessel spot, that's probably the best way to to put it in your head. He's on the left boards. He's doing the give and goes with, uh, with, with Gino at the left point. And he's also responsible for cutting through, for taking the puck off the boards and representing something of a threat as he makes it to the net. And, For that matter, he's responsible for making it to the net. He and Jake both go to the net because, you know, it does take two people to replace the presence that Patrick Hornquist had there. But Rust isn't scoring. Rust isn't even really getting shots off. And what you know about Kapanen from having watched him is not only can he get the shot off, not only can he put it where he wants but he also is not good, not very good, not great, excellent at putting himself into position to take the shot. Now, does he have a Alexander Ovechkin or Steven Stamko's type one timer that you can set up over there uh, in the left circle and just let him rip it? No. But he's got a shot. And he's probably got the best shot on the Penguins if you put him in that spot, to take it. And if you have someone over there who is at least a reasonable threat to attempt that shot, you cause all kinds of havoc for the other team's penalty kill layout and for their goaltender. The Penguins, as they're currently laid out on the power play, don't have that player. Believe it or not, with all those big names that are out there, you don't have that guy where the other team's PK goes, wow, now there's right there, that guy is the one we can't let him shoot. We can't let him free. You could argue, I guess, you could counter it and say, well, the, you know, that's a good thing because you don't know who to protect, you don't know who to cover, or whatever else here. Uh-uh. Uh Uh-uh. Every power play is more dangerous if they have that one big threat. Sid can shoot a hockey puck, but Sid isn't that guy, not where he's positioned. Gino can shoot a hockey puck, but he isn't that guy, not from the points. You would need someone in that trigger spot, and all of a sudden, your whole power play takes on a different feel, a different look, even if you don't get results right away. If the only thing that comes of it is that you have a game or two, let's say against, oh, you know, the Buffalo Sabres, where you go, we're just going to show them something completely different. We're going to feed the puck to Kapanen relentlessly. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be like a comedy. Because we need to pull these penalty-killing boxes apart. We need to pry open these lanes. The lanes aren't just going to magically open for us, and we're not always going to be able to thread the needle. The best way to pull those apart, and you, you see it yourself when the Penguins face Washington. You know what I'm talking about. The way Brandon Tanev or Teddy Bluger or Zach Aston-Reese has to come all the way over to make double sure that no pass is getting through to a Ovechkin, or if it does, that they're putting themselves in the line of fire. It's as if they're doing a 4-on-3 PK as opposed to a 5-on-4, and everyone knows that 4-on-3 is easier. The Penguins need to do kind of the equivalent of uh, of what happens in the NFL, where you run certain plays that you don't even necessarily take too seriously just so that you put them on film so that other teams are forced to study them and defend them in future weeks, especially divisional opponents. Now I think you know what I'm talking about here. The Penguins need to do some of that. They can't do it with Brian Rust. I I love Rusty as a player. I'll never say anything negative about him. Kasperi Kapanen is a better fit for this team's power play beyond a doubt. And the sooner that that gets implemented, the sooner the Penguins can go about becoming a more dangerous power play and have half the season to build up in that regard before they get to playoffs. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. Time for Just One Question. If you'd like to leave one, you can do that by visiting DK Pittsburgh Sports. Find the article that contains this podcast and leave it right there in comments. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you always by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. They're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need in western Pennsylvania. They're here for you when you need them. Go to pittsburghfoodbank.org slash get help to find food near you. And today's just one question comes from Mike, who asks, Hey, DK, was it me, or did it? there seem to be more than 2,800 people at PPG Paints Arena on Tuesday night? I was at the first Flyers game, and there seemed to be way more people there Tuesday night as opposed to that first one. Did the team get the okay to sell more tickets? Well, this is obviously a touchy topic, Mike, because if the Penguins were violating... uh, state health ordinance, uh, they'd be in pretty big trouble if they were caught. So I could begin and end the question there. Except that, you know, I looked around and I had some of the the same kind of thoughts. And then after the game, when I was going back to my car in just a casual conversation with a Pittsburgh police officer who helps people cross the street uh, over on Center Avenue, and she observed out of nowhere that there seemed to be a lot more cars in the lot. And she asked me something similar. Like, was there expansion? Was there more people allowed in? I'll go back to my first answer. If the Penguins did something like this, uh, they'd be in a whole lot of trouble if they were caught. I'll augment that by saying that if they did add, like, even 500 or 1,000 or whatever it is, Honestly, it wouldn't be worth it. I mean, you don't make that much additional money. There's no one anywhere who would dispute that all 31 NHL teams are currently taking an absolute bath when it comes to gate revenue. The difference between 2800 and, let's say, 3500 or whatever it is, is going to be pretty insignificant, as in, like, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> It's a really, really small amount. You probably wouldn't cover like Chad Ruweedles pay for the night. So, I would throw that out. I would also say that in general, it's a it's a good idea uh, for people in the public to pay attention to this sort of thing. Um, we're not through coronavirus yet. Um, there's going to be franchises and leagues in different parts of the country that are going to flout this the way the Texas Rangers apparently will when they announced yesterday that their opening day for baseball down in Arlington is going to involve 100% attendance at Globe Life Field. 100%. They're just going to fill the place up, tell everybody to wear masks, whatever, wash your hands. That's a really, really, really big, stupid, senseless risk, even if you get away with it. For such minimal gain to just cram people into the ballpark for a day or two. The revenue's going to come back at some point. The revenue streams will come back at some point for all of these teams. Look at the TV deals that are being signed. The NFL is about to sign one. Major League Baseball is a year removed from signing a big one. And now the NHL is back on ESPN, and there's going to be more money coming in to the league and to the member teams through that. This isn't a matter of trying to squeeze out every penny every this. So Again, like I said, skepticism is healthy. Skepticism is better than what these morons are doing in Texas. But taking skepticism too far, at least at least think about it. Uh, whatever it is that that you saw or you felt inside the arena, whatever it is that the police officer might have saw, those are tangential things that might just be you know maybe people were more comfortable filling a certain lot than they were before. Maybe more people were comfortable coming and using their tickets uh, that they'd that they'd gained or or won through the lottery than they were the first time around. But anything conspiratorial beyond that, uh, again, just picture the the repercussions for something like that. Good question, Mike. I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, thanks for that, and thanks to everybody for listening. We will do another one of these tomorrow.